glorify the Lord together. Put your hands together. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Jesus. Aren't you glad to be serving the Lord? Aren't you glad to be serving the Lord? <laughs> you know, I've said it recently to a few people. I don't know what else there is to go back to. I've been there. I've done that. I've, I've, I bear the scars and the both on my body and on my mind. Amen. I know what it's like to serve this world. I know, what it, I know how mean the devil can be. Amen. Amen. There's nothing to go back to. This is the life, amen? A separated life to Him. Dedicated, consecrated, committed to the Almighty God, amen? We serve the Almighty God. Romans chapter 1, I was telling pastor this afternoon, I even leaned over to my wife this morning as pastor was teaching, and I said, I'm, I'm actually taking the exact same path through several scriptures tonight that pastor did this morning amen I'm, I'm covering a little bit different somewhat of a different subject pastor but you know really this subject brings us back to the altar amen I think that's the way it ought to be anytime we have ministers in the church I think we ought to be walking in step amen especially with our pastor amen and obviously God has something that he is trying to say to someone either you uh, neglected to be here this morning and you didn't get to hear it or you are here this morning, or you were here this morning, and you're here tonight because you didn't listen this morning. Amen? God's good that way. Amen? Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I kind of want to walk through this a little bit. I think it's pretty powerful that Paul is telling the Romans here, that And if you think about what was just said there, and we're going to go through a few of these things, and I want to take my time tonight because I really, feel like, I really feel like we're speaking to some specific things, amen, in lives. What Paul was saying here is that through the very creation, men and women can see that God exists. Can I get an amen? That through the birds and the trees and the flowers, yes. But there is a miracle in creation in you and I, amen. And it, the, what he was telling us here in these first few verses is that the invisible things of God can be clearly seen through his creation. That because you can look around and you can see that you and I exist, 
There is enough evidence there, hallelujah, that takes away the excuse of any man or any woman that would try to say God does not exist, hallelujah. And I'll take it a step farther and say that there is a room full of people here and there are churches full of folks across this nation and now in in our world, amen, that there is enough evidence sitting on pews and chairs and dirt floors and concrete buildings, hallelujah, that the mercy and the grace of God is extended to every man and every woman, that he is not a respecter of persons, that he loves us, hallelujah, and I've said it and I'm going to say it until the trumpet sounds or I take my last breath, God is for us. He's on our side. He's with us. But, but the, the writer here in Romans was telling them that because of his creation, nobody has any excuse to not believe in God. Amen? That it has been made clear that the invisible things that we feel like, the invisible attributes that we feel like we cannot see, amen, are clearly seen and being understood. Watch this. That are made even his eternal power and Godhead. Come on now. I'm in a United Pentecostal church, right? I'm in an apostolic church. That by his creation... There is enough evidence in us that we witness his divinity, that we witness his attributes, that we witness his character, hallelujah, and we can know God exists by those that are around us. Can I get an amen? Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened, and professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Verse 24, and you're going to hear this phrase in, in three different verses. Verse 24 says this, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. I want to explain that for just a minute. See, what happened here was not, and you know, we will, we, will, we will read scriptures sometimes and read into them what we feel like as humanity ought to take place and what ought to happen, amen. What happened here was there were folks that knew God, hallelujah, and they knew the truth because truth does exist. There is a truth, amen. Sister Sorrells, can I get an amen? There is a truth, and we've got to value the truth. And what the, what the, the writer of Romans is telling us is, that these individuals begin to devalue truth, amen, and they begin to look to the cre creation more than the creator. Can I get an amen? And they begin to look to corruptible man, and they begin to look for images that were like birds and trees and animals, and, and they were looking to those kinds of things. And watch this. That means that they chose, they made a choice to walk down a path. And the Bible says, and in the scriptures that we were just reading, that their souls begin to darken, amen, where there once was light, where there once was an appreciation for truth, where there once was a grip and a grasp, hallelujah, on the things of God they begin to look at the things around them and they begin to make excuses and they begin to compromise and they begin to let down and water down and thin out hallelujah and pull up their roots praise God and the Bible tells us that because they did that they begin to darken now watch this it wasn't like God gave up on them that's not what that scripture says but the Bible says that they once knew the truth that they once had a grasp of it and because 
because they started choosing to go another direction. The Bible says, if you will, they were walking down this aisle. And when they came to the T in the road, there was an option. There was an option to go right and stay with the truth. And there was an option to go left, hallelujah, and go into the, in, into the incorruptible or to the corruptible things. And the Bible says that when they got to the T in the road, they knew good and well that going right was the way to go, hallelujah, and left would be an error of their ways and they chose to go left. But watch this. So God gave them up. It doesn't mean that he gave up on them. He just simply stepped back out of the way. I'm here to tell you God is a gentleman. God is sovereign and he is the most high God, hallelujah. But he's not going to force you to follow him. He's not going to force you to go the right way. You can't, oh hallelujah, you can't make an excuse and say, pastor didn't include you and pastor didn't uh, uh, didn't notice you and the assistant pastor didn't or the Sunday school teachers didn't, hallelujah. There's a way that's right, praise God. And that way is narrow and there's another way that's broad, hallelujah. And you're going to choose whether you're going to stay on that path that's going to keep you in tune with him or you're going to choose, hallelujah, to go wrong. And you won't have an excuse. You won't have an excuse. Amen. And therefore, God gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. Amen. And worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. Here's where you're going to hear it again in verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women. And, and, and we'll keep it PG for the kids. But the women begin to leave the natural use of a woman and the man begin to leave the natural use of a man hallelujah and you'll read as we go down a little farther praise God in verse 28 it's going to say it again and they they did not retain God in their knowledge so God gave them over hallelujah to a depraved mind hallelujah what this writer is talking about and let me sum it up for you is that there was a progression hallelujah that there was a progression to their being lost there was steps that they were taking pastor has been preaching about it when he talked about the ship that would drift and and the next thing you know you you've gone a few feet too far and the next thing you know you've gone a couple miles too far out into the sea and I talked about it a couple of months ago pastor in the normalizing of deviation amen that there are uh, tolerances that we have been given amen and that there are there are 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 are, are, are absolutes in the Bible that we have been, that we are to consider in everything that we do and there are absolutes in the word of God and the, what the scripture is telling us is that we will begin to see an attack on those absolutes and he began to tell us that this is the world that we live in now and you're going to drift or you're going to normalize deviation or you're going to find yourself walking and straying and wandering a man off the path and he said here's what's going to happen there's going to be a progression at first it's going to be a doubt at first it's going to be a, 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 a maybe a, a questioning amen and then it's going to get deeper and then it's going to get farther and then it's going to get to the point and I had a pastor tell me one time when we were watching a church as they were losing their standards and they were walking away from their separation from the world and they were beginning to let up and look just like the world and everything that they did amen with their music and their dress and their mindsets and even in their outreach amen and he said mark my words right now they are a, a tongue talk
walking. Amen. Jesus' name, repentance and baptism and Holy Ghost Church. But when you begin to go that way, there's going to be a progression to one day there will no longer be any absolutes. That there will no longer be a separation. There will no longer be any requirements. There will no longer be any Bible-based teaching and salvation. Talking to you about attacking absolutes. Attacking absolutes. It began in the very beginning. I was struggling and wrestling with where I should start. And I thought I'll just start with the beginning. Amen. It was Adam and Eve, hallelujah, that was that was told. They were given an absolute. You can eat of any tree in the garden of Eden, amen. But of that tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, amen. Do not eat of that tree. That's, say that's an absolute. They were given a rule. They were given a, a requirement. They were told, hallelujah, you're, you're, you're going to be given a choice. He said, just choose not to eat it. Why didn't we want, you know, some folks want to ask, why didn't he just build a fence around it? Why didn't he just not make it exist, amen? That's because you and I will have to choose to serve God. You and I will have to choose to take the right path. You and I will not have any excuse when that day comes. But our adversary got mixed up with Eve, amen, and he began to, so doubt in her mind and he began to say things like hath God said amen and is that really what it means and is that really what he was trying to tell you and we know that Eve just began to, to compromise and she began to add to the word of God and, and can I tell you church tonight God does not need your help God doesn't need you to add to his word. He doesn't need you to stray outside of scriptures. He doesn't need you to make it any stricter than it already is. He doesn't need you to tighten it up. He didn't leave any loose ends. His, his sandals aren't, aren't loose and he's about to trip on himself. He doesn't need your help, amen. His word is absolute. His word, hallelujah, is in concrete. Hallelujah, it's in his blood. It's in stone, hallelujah, and it is settled. Can I get an Amen. So Eve began to add to the word and Eve began to compromise and Eve began to look at the fruit and, and, and you know the story. She, she started to notice, yeah, that looks like it would be good to eat and it would be good to make one wise. And she began to doubt. See, there was a progression that took place in Eve's life, amen, and it started with an at attack on absolutes, praise God. We know the story of Cain and Abel and Cain brought his sacrifice that was from the field and, and amen, and Abel brought his that was from from his flock, praise God. One was blood and one was grain, amen. And we know the story, praise God, that eventually whenever they made that sacrifice, that God rejected Cain's sacrifice, but he accepted Abel's, amen. And when, whenever he did that, Cain began to be wroth. And I told you what that meant. That word meant the other night, that he began to be angry and, and almost like he was kicking dust and, 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 and physically, visibly mad, amen, with that look on his face and in his body language, amen, he was angry and, and hallelujah, throwing things around and God said, Cain, why are you upset? If you do right, if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be accepted. And he said, but if you don't, sin lieth 
at the door. I'm here to tell you today, church, I need to tell somebody. I need to get across in somebody's mind, in your heart, in your life, in your family. I need to walk right up in your living room if I have to, amen, that there are things in your life, hallelujah, there are absolutes that you have walked away from. There are absolutes that you are giving up on. You are weakening, amen, in your faith. You are weakening in your stance, hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you that sin lieth at the door. I'm here to tell you that the devil is attacking absolutes in your life, hallelujah. And he's setting up an ambush for you. He's setting around the corner or under a rock or in a circumstance or in a sickness or in a friend or in a family. He's setting up an ambush, amen, that one day when you're not aware and because you have let the absolutes in your life fade, amen, he's going to have you drawn out into the open where he can take your life. He only he only desires to bring us down. He only desires, amen, to weaken us. He only desires to get us to turn away from the things of God, hallelujah. If he can do that, he's going to do it through attacking the absolutes in your life. This is, this is, my, this is my part. I have decided... This in my life, I have decided that I am going to live inside, amen, the barriers of truth. I have decided, amen, that it, within the word of God, praise the Lord and hallelujah, that there is nothing that he asks of us, praise God, that is, that is extreme or that is out of question. Hallelujah. I have decided that I'm going to live, pastor, inside those walls of truth, amen, and, and I'm not worried about... Praise the Lord, the things that are asked of us. I'm not, I know that there are things, amen, within our faith that maybe we can question or we can debate or maybe we can have a conference on or a seminar or sit around a table and we can talk about it. I'm well aware of that. But there is something that we've got to cling to, and that is the Scriptures, and that is the Word of God, and that is salvation. Hallelujah. We've got to cling, that, and we've got to stand firm, that you've got to repent of your sins, that you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins. We've got to hold true to the scriptures that say, and then ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. That's an absolute in your life. If you're going to be saved, it's going to be saved the Bible way. If you're going to be kept, it's going to be kept the Bible way. Hallelujah. You've got to stay separate from the world. You've got to keep yourself from becoming a friend, amen, of God's enemy, praise the Lord. You have got to keep yourself separate separate away from the ways of this world because the Bible says that he that becomes a friend of this world has enmity between him and God. That's an absolute. Amen. It's an absolute. Sinners, the absolutes are this. You must repent. You must turn from your wicked ways. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that he that is born again of the water and of the spirit, unless a man is born again of the water and of the spirit, he won't even see the kingdom of heaven. That's an absolute. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That's an absolute. If you're going to be born of the Spirit, it's going to be the Bible way, the way that they receive the Spirit every time in the book of Acts. And then you're going to have to separate yourself from this world. That may, that may mean, and, and I hope that it doesn't, but that may mean cutting off friends. That may mean walking away from a lifestyle. That may mean walking away from family, amen. Not abandoning them, not walking out on them, amen. But sometimes we've got to separate ourselves, amen, so that we can cling to those absolutes. 
Amen. Saints, prayer, and everybody went, uh oh. Prayer is an absolute. Brother Kozart, I'm going to go as far as to say you can't be saved and not pray. I can't be married and not talk to my wife. <laughs> Amen? I'm not going to try and be funny, babe. She had that look on her face like, what's coming after that? Communication is important. I was just having a Bible study with Brother Steve, and we talked about prayer. One of, the, one of the things that Sister Sorrel says that has stuck with me is the hardest thing about prayer is doing it. But it's that essential. Prayer is essential to the Christian, amen. Just like food and water, amen, is to the body. Can I get an amen? Just like the sinner, the, the, the Christian and the saint has got to find a place in their life where they are separated from the world. We have got to refuse to look like and sound like and smell like and act like and talk like this world. Amen? Let me give you an example. This isn't even in my notes. But let me give you an example. When Peter was trying to deny Christ, do you know what he did? He, he, he was asked a few times, aren't you the guy that hangs out with Jesus? Oh, no, you, 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 you got somebody else. You got me mixed up with somebody else. Then the second time, aren't Aren't you that guy that, that runs around with the apostles and you were following? No, you, you got me mixed up with somebody else. The third time, he said the same thing. And then the Bible says that he began to curse and to swear. Do you know why? Because somebody that would talk like that or use profanity or use vulgar language or curse and swear and shake that would not be a follower of Christ. The reason why he did that, he was trying to prove, I'm not the guy you think I am. I'm trying to prove I'm not a follower of Christ. So he began to curse and to swear. We shouldn't talk like them. We shouldn't act like them. We shouldn't entertain like them. We should not be like the world. We have come out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have to be careful that we don't end up being like those Romans that the Bible says, and their soul darkened. Amen? There is a progression that we have to watch for, that we have to be careful of. Because if we get caught up and all of a sudden it's been two or three days or two or three weeks or two or three months since we have prayed or we have been in our Bible or we have been, amen, in the fellowship or that we have been faithful, amen, we will find ourselves at, at, at every corner and at every turn, Sister Buford, where the devil will be in our ear and he will be attacking absolutes. Let me talk to you about a progression that I see, and, and we see it among mostly among young people, amen, and, and, and I'm not trying to pick on the young people, but all of a sudden you will see somebody build a relationship that is with someone that is some other kind of Christian. I'm not going to pick on denominations. I'm not going to act like ours is the only one that's saved because we are not the only folks on this earth that are saved. We are not the only group of people with the truth, amen. But when you begin to become unequally yoked and say that's an absolute, Bible tells us do not become unequally yoked. When you do become unequally yoked, one of the things that you uh, run the risk of is you can find yourself having a great love and adoration and respect for that individual. That's not a bad thing. 
I have a lot of love and adoration and, and respect, amen. And I consider some folks that used to be former mentors. I consider some folks still extremely wise that do not believe the truth, amen. That's okay. But the risk that you run when you become unequally yoked with those that are not of like faith and even worse that are, that are participating in false doctrines, amen, and serving false gods, one of the things that you run into is you can start to wonder how this great person that you love and adore and respect so much could possibly not be saved I'm just being real I'm just going to preach from my heart tonight you can develop relationships that you, you would rather, amen, you feel more comfortable with them. You feel, amen, uh, more, uh, more, uh, you have that, that you have more in common with them because you have found yourself in a place where you have let go of some absolutes, amen, in your life. And you have let go of some things, amen, that you once kept tidy in your life and that you kept your feet planted flat on the rock. And then all of a sudden you have developed relationships, amen, and you have become unequally yoked and you love those people dearly. And, Pastor, I'm not against loving those people dearly. I have a lot of people that I consider friends and mentors in my life that don't believe like I believe. But here's the thing. If you start to love them and respect them and adore them, all at the same time you're letting go of your absolutes and you're pulling up anchor and you're not staying screwed and grounded in the word and the scripture and in prayer, amen, you will find yourself walking down the same paths that they do. I know this isn't what you expected on Sunday night. Satan has been attacking absolutes from the beginning. He has attacked some today. He will attack some if God tarries tomorrow. He is always going to be whispering in your ear. He is always going to try and get your attention. He is always going to try and distract you. He's always going to give you something else to do besides prayer and read your Bible or stay faithful to the house of God. Always. Every day. Pastor, you're the pastor of this church. I'm sure that there are moments where you could get distracted and not do what you're supposed to do. I'm the assistant pastor of this church. There are moments where I realize, man, it's been, it's been too long since I've really gotten in depth. You know, maybe I've breezed through some scriptures or I've read over a paragraph or two, but nothing. I didn't retain anything. I, sometimes I come to a stop sign, and here's why. I've put four things in my life, Pastor, that I have decided inside this this room of truth, inside this safety net of truth, there are four things that are in my life that I'm going to send these four things up into the sniper towers. The Word of God, I think you ought to write them down if you can. The Word of God, or get your phone out and put them in the notes. Those of you that already have your phone out, just go to the little note app. This is your IT department speaking. The word of God I'm going to place in a sniper tower of my life. I'm staying inside these four walls. I'm not talking about the four walls of these church. I'm talking about the four walls of truth. I'm staying inside the four walls of truth. They are not uh, uh, hemming me in. I'm not in a cage. I'm not staying inside the boundaries. None of those. They are protecting me. These walls are protecting me. The walls of truth, amen. The umbrella of truth, if you will. One of those things that are going to be in my sniper tower is going to be the word of God, scripture. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharp. 
Anytime I start to question, anytime I start to weaken on an absolute, I don't have to. I'm welcome to call pastor. I'm welcome to call the assistant. I'm welcome to call a mentor or a teacher. Yes, absolutely. Don't, don't go astray because you don't want to make a phone call. But I'm here to tell you, the word of God will tell you what you need to know. If we know, ministers in this church, teachers in this church, mentors in this church, if we know, it's because we got it from the word of God in the first place. Can I get an amen? So if you are feeling like you're going to pull up anchor and absolutes are getting weakened in your life, go back to scripture. Hallelujah. In my other sniper tower, it's going to be prayer. Amen. If I'm starting to wonder or wander or weaken, hallelujah, or, or get low down or fight depression or be up against my enemy or, or whatever it may be, I've got to find a time of prayer. I've got to fight that battle on my knees, not on Google, hallelujah, not in a chat room, amen, not among my friends or, or even my mentors. If I really want to fight the battle that is weakening my absolutes, I do it on my knees. I do it hallelujah talking and communicating with the general of my army amen of whom I am a soldier praise God so I'm going to put prayer in that tower amen I'm going to put faithfulness in that tower faithfulness to the house of God faithfulness to my duties to God faithfulness to the people of God faithfulness to my brothers and sisters faithfulness to my responsibilities hallelujah faithfulness to my example amen to those that are watching me if I can maintain if 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 prayer and the word doesn't stop me but I realize I'm caught up in something that if somebody's seen me or heard me, or witnessed me, amen, and my example and my faithfulness would be coming into question, I ought to just back back inside the walls of truth. Can I get an amen? That fourth tower, amen, that that sniper is going to be, is going to be my pastor. He's watching over us, church. He is responsible. He will answer for us one day. He's praying for us. I talk to this man on a daily basis. It's very seldom, Brother Buford, that you and I don't talk on a day. Amen. Usually it's hunting and it's fishing and it's lures and it's guns and it's bullets and all of that. But there is never a time that pastor hasn't told me that he's praying, amen, that, some, that he's worried about somebody, that he's concerned. He won't, most of the time he doesn't even tell me who that is. But he'll say, be praying for this family, be praying for that family, amen. But I'm going to put my pastor in that tower. Here's why. If I start allowing any of those four things, my relationship with any of those four things to weaken, I am setting up a spot where I can be ambushed. I am setting up a weakness where Satan can climb over the wall of my life and he can grab me and snatch me. And watch this. He's not aggressive he doesn't let you know he's coming. He doesn't send letters. He doesn't drop bombs. He doesn't bring an army. Hallelujah. Old Slewfoot, Satan and our adversary. He just slips in through a crack and he gets in the shadows and he whispers and he talks and he weakens and he discourages and he drives in wedge-shaped tools, a man of discouragement in your life because if he can get you down, if he can get you discouraged, if he can get you weak, amen, he can draw you out into the field where you're out from under, amen, the protection of the word and you're out from under your prayer life and you've gotten yourself away from the church and the things that you know to do right and you've gotten out from underneath the submission to your pastor, hallelujah, if he gets you out there, he can slaughter you.
Hallelujah. I know it's Sunday night. I felt like I was, I, I told Sister Charlotte, I said, I, I, all I have is scriptures here. I don't have any notes. I said, I don't feel like I have a message. I feel like I have a duty. I feel like I have a mission tonight. I don't have time to be a crybaby. I feel like somebody, many somebodies have found themselves maybe peeking out the gate of the walls of truth. Maybe looking over the fence and wondering what it is on the outside. You know, that grass is greener on the other side. Maybe you've allowed and you've given the word of God in your prayer life. Maybe you've allowed them to come down out of the sniper towers of your, of your life and you've said, you guys could take a break. Maybe you've just allowed your faithfulness to wander. And you've been caught up in things, everything other than the word of God, a relationship with God, and the house of God. Proverbs chapter 7. This is a lengthy reading. I want, you to, I want you to get with me if you can, and if not, maybe the penalty box back there can put it up and you guys can follow me. Proverbs chapter 7. I'm going to read this entire chapter. Please, for the love of God, listen. My son... Keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live. And my law is the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. That they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement. And beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Notice it's not during the daytime. It's not in the light. And behold, there met him a woman with the entire of a harlot and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait. At every corner, say ambush. So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impotent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me this day. This day I have have I paid my vows. Let me let me just let me just bring you up to up to speed. Here is a young man, a young person, if you will. And this message, what I, everything that I have said tonight applies a man from the youngest to the eldest in this church. So just because this mentioned a young man doesn't mean you turned your ears off. This individual got outside in the darkness walking on this side of the street. And the Bible says, and he began to notice her. I, I'm just using my imagination. And you know that I do that a lot. I'm just using my imagination. But I have a feeling this was not a one-time pass. I have a feeling he had seen her from a distance. Maybe he had seen her from inside the house. Maybe he had heard rumors of her. Maybe he had walked down this side of the street and noticed her over on that side of the street. But on this particular day, say progression, he ended up within arm's reach. He's walking down the same side of the street as this woman that he's been warned about. Amen. And the Bible says that she caught him and kissed him 
and with an impotent face said to him, I have peace offerings with me this day. I have paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet you, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. She's appealing to every sense that he has. The sense of touch, the sense of smell, the sense of hear, the sense of luxury, the sense of pleasure. Hallelujah. She's trying to appeal to him. She said, I was looking for you. You're the one that I had my eye on. You're the one that I've been seeking for. You are the one. Made him feel special. Made him feel called out hallelujah she said come let us take our fill of love into the morning let us solace ourselves with loves for the good man is not at home he has gone a long journey nobody's ever going to know about it she said nobody's ever going to notice or know or hear about it he hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed with her much fair speech she caused him to yield with the flattering of her lips she forced him say she attacked the absolutes He goeth after her straightway as an ox that goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths, for she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death let's stand together that's a story of somebody that knew better amen that got caught up that got flattered that got convinced amen there's a story of a man and 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this story And I'm going to ask you, if you want to go look it up, that's fine. But I'm going to ask you to not watch the documentary. Because there's a lot of vulgarity in it and there's a lot of profanity in it, especially young people. Because the man is insane. This this guy is insane. His name was Timothy, I believe it was Timothy Treadwell. I've told this story many years ago. He's known as the Grizzly Man. I think Sister Andrews, I think Sister Andrews had heard of him. Anybody else heard of the Grizzly Man? Seen the documentary or anything? This guy used to go into the, into the bush and he lived his life with grizzly bears. Real life stuff. Like in the wild, not at the zoo. And he used to live with these grizzly bears and there's, there's videos in the documentary of he lived out there so long that wild foxes would run up and lay on this guy's lap and he'd feed them. And I mean, he just became part of the wildlife. And there are... In this documentary, there are videos and things of him down at the river while all the grizzly bears are down there catching salmon and stuff. And he's got, he's got something in his hand that he's cleaning in the stream, and he's trying to wash it out. And this bear comes up and kind of, I mean, you know how big a bear is, right? A grizzly bear? This grizzly bear's head is the size of this man. And it reaches kind of over his shoulder to get what he's messing with. And he smacks that bear on the nose. A real life grizzly bear no I'm serious it's real it's a true story he goes out into a field where there's a a female bear and her cubs and he's within from here to the wall from them 
The story, as you know, ends tragedy. <laughs> in tragedy. Because they said that there are certain times of the year that you might get lucky and do that. And he was doing all the right things, you know, as far as keeping his distance. And, and, uh, and it, I guess his actions, like when he smacked that bear on the nose, he was kind of showing that bear that he was dominant. So the bear just decided he didn't want to mess with him. But then there came a season, amen, and it is horrible because he videos and he, and he videos and audios everything that he does and he tracks everything that he does in the field. And one day you hear the video is on and he says that there's a bear in the camp where he is camped out and he's got his girlfriend with him. And long story short, that bear attacks him and you hear the audio because the camera is kinda, has kind of fallen. You hear the audio of the bones crunching and the flesh tearing. I know, it's, I know it's horrible. I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just. And that bear eats him. And then when it gets done with him, it goes to the tent where his girlfriend is. And you hear the sounds of him attacking and eating her. He was missing for a while. Conservation, wildlife management, things like that. Went out looking for him. They pulled up on the, on the uh, shore where he was camped out. The bear rushed out of the bush at them and tried to attack them and eat them. They ended up killing the bear. The theory was this. Y'all know not to mess with bears, right? I think it's safe to say that's an absolute. Okay? Eventually you're going to get eaten. Here's what, they, here's what their theory was. See, what happened was mating season came around. And all of a sudden, that bear that owned that territory, that played nice for months and months and months and months and months and months, all of a sudden said, you've worn out your welcome. We're not going to play nice anymore. And he staked his claim, and he killed that man, and he killed that woman. The theory is this. He lived through all of those months with those bears because he did all the right things. They said he would participate in things that the bears would participate. He became one of the bears. That was the theory. That he just eventually, they accepted him as one of them. Until one day, it was time to stop playing nice. And he found himself staring down the teeth of a grizzly bear. I'm here to warn somebody today. You've been going through all the right motions. You've been doing all the right things. But you've gotten farther and farther out in that field. And deeper and deeper out in that stream. And one day that thing that you've been flirting with and living with. That has embraced you up until this point. Is going to devour you. We never want to be perceived as one of them we don't want to embrace this world and we don't want to be embraced by this world come out from among them and be ye separate I'm here to warn you tonight Satan has been attacking some absolutes in your life some of you have gotten so far out there that you wonder why all of the things that used to be really, really important to you, all of the I's that you used to dot, the T's that you used to cross as a Christian, 
you're starting to wonder why you even did that in the first place. Satan is attacking the absolutes in your life. You know better. That's what Romans was telling us. These folks knew better. And the progression still happened to them because they chose, they chose to go another direction. You won't have anybody to blame but yourself. You can't blame me. You can't blame your Sunday school teachers. You can't blame your pastor. You can't blame your family. You can't blame your, blame your upbringing. You can't blame your background. You can't blame your troubles, your trials, your circumstances, your illnesses, your sins, your disease, your sickness, your abandonment, your depression. You can't blame anything else. All of those things are very real, and they affect us in a very real way. I'm not demeaning those things. But they're not excuses to stop serving God. Amen? I want us to take just a minute. I want you to bow your head. I want you to begin to pray. I want our ministers, both Brother Buford's, uh, sister, both Sister Buford's and my wife. Amen. I thought I saw Brother Farino back there. Brother and Sister Hera. Other ministers in the church, elders, amen, those folks that have a prayer life. I don't, I don't want us to necessarily flood these altars. Here's what I want us to do. I want you to just begin to pray. I want you to begin to seek God. I want you to begin to make, rebuild those foundations. You know it's never too late. God is for you. Remember I said that earlier, God is for you. It's never too late to get right, get your feet back up on that firm foundation. It's never too late to fall back on the rock. It's never too late to cling to a piece of driftwood out in the sea and just hope that God will wash you up on the shore because guess what? He will. It's never too late. It's never too late. Reestablish those absolutes in your life. Would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes? Would you begin to pray? Would you begin to seek God? I want this to be the signal that you want one of our ministry to come around to you. I just want you to slip both hands up in the air, and I want you to begin to pray. I want you just to slip both hands up in the air if you want our ministers to come around and begin. Mm. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hold off on the singing. You can play. Keep playing. Don't start singing yet. Something's happening right now. We've got three or four folks that have their hands in the air. Would you, would you do that again? Your hands in the air if you want the ministry to begin to come around and pray for you. Amen. Not because you're backslid. Not because you're lost. Not because you're, you're filthy or you're dirty, but because there's some absolutes in your life that have been getting attacked. Is there anybody that would put your hands in the air and say, there are absolutes in my life that have been under attack and I need God, hallelujah, to touch me and strengthen me and minister to me. Ministers, would you begin to make your way to those that, are, that have their hands high? Would you begin to make your way to those that are praying? Amen. Is there anyone else you would put your hands in the air? I saw three or four. Hallelujah. I saw three or four. Please keep them up until the ministry gets to you. Please keep them up. There are some absolutes in your life. You have walked outside the walls of the truth. You have walked outside the umbrella, hallelujah, of faith. Is there anybody that would say, yes, I have been weak lately. Yes, I've been under attack lately. Young 
young people, if you're struggling, if you're, if you're weak, if you're under attack, just stand and slip your hands in the air. The ministry's going to come around. We're going to lay hands on you. Your pastor, your youth pastor, hallelujah, the children's minister, our elders, hallelujah, are beginning to move. If you are full of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, elders of this church, mentors, teachers of this church, Sunday school teachers, if you see your children praying, if you see folks in your class, that's it. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear tears falling down your cheeks. I want to hear tears rolling out. Hallelujah. I want to hear tongues coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Let your heart open again. Let your heart open to Him again. Those of you that have allowed your heart to experience some darkness in these last, hallelujah, couple of days or the last couple of months or last couple of years, begin to open your heart right now and let God shed His light on you again. Would you do that right now? Would you begin to, to recommit your life to God? God, I'm going to get back to the absolutes. God, I'm going to stop missing church. God, I'm going to stop missing prayer meeting. God, I'm going to stop, hallelujah, neglecting my prayer life. God, I'm going to stop neglecting your word. God, I'm going to stop neglecting the lost. God, I'm going to stop neglecting my brother and my neighbor. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that would put their hands in the air and say, I need the ministry to come. I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody to run to my rescue. I need somebody to help me fight this devil. I need somebody to help me come against my adversary. I need a prayer warrior right now. Is there anybody would slip a hand in the air and say, I've got sickness and disease in my body. Would you lift a hand in the air and say, I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody to bind this sickness, bind this disease. I need somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need somebody to help me fight. Help me fight. Help me fight the attack of the absolutes in my life. Come on, church. This is your moment. You're in the presence of a holy God. Don't walk out of here the same. Don't walk out of here with the same problems. Don't walk out of here with the same weaknesses. Don't walk out of here with the same sickness. Don't walk out of here.